On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, it's all about Joel Embiid. It was on Sunday night, and it will be about this podcast. Also, 59 points, a career high. He was special. We'll talk about it next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. Welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner from the Enquirer.com, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire, Keith Pompey. Well, Keith, first of all, what's up, man? And did you expect a, a franchise record and a career special night on Sunday when you walked into the uh, the, the arena? Nah, nah, I didn't expect a, a career night of, of Joel and B getting 59. Um, nah, I, did you? Did you? <laughs> I did not. I did not. But before we get going, man, thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76 as your first listen Every day, and remember, Locked On 76 is, is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, right here at Locked On 76 as well. No, it's funny because uh, as we get ready to break down the numbers and all that he did in the game, I was doing the pregame show, and one of my conversations uh, before we went to the actual broadcast was, all right, this is a very good team coming in here. They lost on Saturday in Washington while you defeated the Atlanta Hawks. So both teams played, but you're going to need another really good performance to start to, again, cement your feet back into the ground of who you are as a team. And I'm not saying Joel Embiid needs to give you 42, but he just needs to give you another solid performance. (laughs) He gave you that performance, which was more than solid, which was otherworldly. And it was a career night, 59 points, Keith, and, uh, less than 40 minutes putting up those types of numbers. Uh, also, just a double-double. The fact that he got to the free throw line 24 times, making 20 of them, and no other starter even attempted a foul shot in the game last night. Keith, you've seen a lot of performances, man, and we can break down the game. We'll get into a lot of other things. We'll dive into uh, what took place over the weekend in general between the Hawks and the Sixers on Saturday, Sunday night, obviously, but also look ahead to their few days off and what this means for this basketball team, what they should look forward to doing during this time off. Keith, you've seen a lot of really good performances from both the home team and from other teams that you've uh, been around as they have played the 76ers. What did you make of what Joel Embiid did on Sunday night? You know, it was special. I mean, it wasn't surprising um, because, because you know, Joel is, is that type of player where he can get it going. Um, you know, I, I've seen this is what the third time he had over 50 points. Well, the other two times it was right at 50. But when you look at it and you and you think that, you know, he scored 26 of their 27 points in the fourth quarter, he made his free shot seven for eight, making his first <laughs> seven shots. He blocked five shots in the fourth. 
it was just special, man. Like every time he touched the ball, it was going in. And it wasn't like, you know, typically when you see a big, like what they're doing is they're getting a lot of their points, like, you know, under the basket. Nah, my man was hitting jumpers and they and they, they just couldn't stop him. Um, and he was getting back running on D. And the thing that really stood out to me and impressed me is like, we're talking about a guy who said he can't get his shoulder up, right? We're also, we can't raise his shoulder. We're also talking about a guy who they're saying, you know, uh, he, he's out of shape. He, he lacks conditioning. And he played all but 57 seconds of that fourth quarter. That was phenomenal to me. It was, it was extremely impressive. I mean, listen, you talk about the, the numbers in general, and I, I'll run some of these off. And the impressive part, too, to go along with the rebounds and all were the, um, the block shots. The fact that he was able to post seven block shots uh, in that game. And he had 11 rebounds, eight assists, seven blocks in 37 minutes, becoming the first player to reach those totals since block shots became a stat, according to Stathead, in 1973. 74 it's the fourth most outing points wise 59 that he had trailing wilt chamberlain who had 68 65 and 62 and Allen iverson who has posted 60 uh, in his career 101 points over the weekend because of his 42 point performance on saturday against the atlanta hawks he also posted uh gotta give credit to my man jerry uh, monzo the stat guy for the sixers said um 33 field goals made over the weekend and 33 free throws the last two games between saturday and sunday and seven for seven as you mentioned where the rest of the team was 0 for 10 in the fourth quarter and uh what he was able to do he was just as you sit there and you you look at it and you're like man this is special and you realize he's out there but you don't realize and i look up and i'm like all right you know, look on the scoreboard and he's at 34. He had 23 earlier and it was kind of quiet with the 23 that he had early in the game. And it just kept building up, kept building up. And then it didn't stop. And in the fourth quarter, he was just unstoppable. The fact that he was able to, as you said, not lift his arm the way he needs to, to shoot the basketball. But Keith, every time he rose up for one of his patented mid-range jump shots from the elbow or somewhere about 13 to 15 on the wing with the jab, to give himself some space, he just, you know, it, it just went down. And, you know, I had an opportunity after the game because I was doing the post game and I, I saw a jazz great who does television for the Utah Jazz, Thurl Bailey. And he was like, he did it the old school way. That was the impressive part about it, uh, despite the fact that it was against their basketball team. He said what he really enjoyed was he did it the old school way, Keith, and, and how he how he uh, won that helped win that game for the basketball team. So I've seen a lot. I've seen Iverson 60. That was impressive. Uh, all the stuff that we look to and we complain about Joel Embiid, which oftentimes is warranted for the things that he does or doesn't do. When something like this happens, it, it, you know, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? But give him praise and for, for what he did. So uh, I, I felt like. It, it was uh, one of the greats that we saw. I was glad that we were in the building to witness it. And now he's got a week off, and we'll talk about that later on. But um, impressive performance for sure 
from Joel Embiid. And I also like the fact that Doc Rivers kept going to him, to be perfectly honest with you. Feed the hot hand, and the hot hand won you a game last night. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, you had to. You had no other option. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if they would have did something, done something else, man, it would have been it would have been ridiculous. I mean, this guy was in the zone. He was definitely in the zone. That's what superstars do. That's why, you know, sometimes people want to pull back a little bit because he can drive you a little crazy with some of the things that he that he does or doesn't do, whether we're talking about um, his conditioning, his body language. When we look at him on the floor, he seems disengaged in the game missing some passing opportunities where he's forcing the shot versus passing and getting somebody else a better look. Keith, he was willingly passing the basketball on Sunday night and he was looking for his teammates. Now at one point in the third quarter where he already had eight assists, I personally said he knows he has eight assists. He's trying to get a triple double. (laughs) So that's, that's how it goes though for players. You're looking for that. That said to get to that point, where he's looking for that triple-double, he was passing willingly out of those double teams to guys that were open. Yeah, but, I let, like, like okay, I'll I, I give you that. But I, I did feel like that there were some dudes that was wide open that they didn't even look at. Like, if you look at it, if we're going to be real, and this is good, but Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and Joel combined to, to take 64 to 83 shots. There was a lot of other brothers that were wide open. So there was some passing, but it was some selective passing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and you know, so it, it was one of those, but well, so I, I'll give them that. I'll give them credit. Let me let me counter with this one. Selective passing. I'll counter with this one. They're in the starting lineup with Matisse Thibel and PJ Tucker, who are not looking to get shots up. Yeah, but you know, they also stagger, bro. You know, they do stagger where you get guys like. They do, but when you have Harris, I mean, Tucker played 30 minutes and Matisse Thibault played 27 minutes. A good amount of those were with those players and they, they, they're not looking to shoot just to be, I I watched PJ Tucker and he was just doing what he always does, which is help out the team win. He didn't get a shot off last night. Matisse took two. One of them a three-pointer. The other was a dunk from Joel Embiid. And um, the rest of them off the bench, House one shot, Melton five, Niang five, one for Shake, Paul Reed two, three for Montrez Harrell. And those were two dunks. And it was funny because his two buckets, those back-to-back dunks that he had, he was supposed to be subbed out. But because of the rules, when the foul or when the uh, dead ball happened and occurred, he was supposed to come out. Joel Embiid was coming back in, and they needed Montrez Harrell back on the floor because it wasn't the, op- the right opportunity for the substitution to happen. And those were his two buckets on those um, that at the end of the third quarter, two back-to-back dunks from Shake Milton and uh, DeAnthony Melton, I believe. The other assist was from uh, in that one. So, uh, hey man, listen, I, I said it. I, I I felt like he was willing li- willingly passing early. And he was looking, deliberately looking for it late to try to get that triple double. But uh, he he stuffed the stat sheet last night. Yeah, sixty-two. Yeah. You said sixty-two attempts of their eighty-three. Sixty-four. Sixty-four of their yeah. eighty-three shot attempts last night. Well, you know, yeah, they do stagger, and those other guys did get more shots than Tucker and Thibel in less minutes. The only ones are Shake Milton and and daniel house 
who didn't take those shots. They took one and one each for those two, but everybody else got five for Melton, five for Niang. Niang hit a big three from Embiid, and uh, Paul Reed, he just takes shots whenever he's out there because he was just running around doing what he was doing uh, in the game last night. All right, man, we take a quick break. We come right back, and we uh, talk a little bit more about some of the things, to your point, starting off with the lack of shot attempts from others and why the Sixers had to take so many. We'll talk about uh, how they can try to clean that up uh, coming up here as they look at some of the film and what you notice in the game. This is Locked On 76ers, and we'll come back and we'll dive into all of that. Let me tell you about LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Listen, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to have the right people in your surrounding circle. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available to vet them and to make sure that you are doing what's best for your company. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs, they help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So if you've had some tough experiences in the past and you've interviewed some candidates and you feel good and then you go back and you take a look and after you do in fact hire them, you say, how can I improve this situation? How can I be better at putting these people in the best situations to succeed with our company and me finding the right people as a small business owner. Well, you go and you checked out LinkedIn jobs. Then as you go and you create this free job post in LinkedIn, you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are in fact hiring so you can get the right people in place. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. And unfortunately for them, kind of push the other ones to the side. All right. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you do get your podcasts. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey. Devon Givens with you. Keith, some other things do have to stand out, though. Even, unfortunately, in a historic performance like that, not all was perfect as they won a game by seven. They were down by 14 at at one point in the game also, and it looked like there was some lackluster defensive. The legs maybe got to them from the night before where they won. That's not an excuse for me because the Jazz also played and they lost. So what other things stood out to you? Four for 12 for Tobias Harris, eight for 24 for Tyrese Maxey. So Maxey had a fantastic performance on Saturday against the Atlanta Hawks, where he was tremendous, did not turn the ball over very much, had nine assists in the victory over the Atlanta Hawks, I believe, with 26 points. Tobias Harris had 21. Uh, They struggled a bit in this game, Keith. What else stood out to you in this one, despite Joel Embiid's historic performance you know the, the fact that they needed Joel Embiid to have this historical performance for them to win really stood out to me and and 
you know, the thing about it is Joel in the fourth quarter played all but 57 seconds, right? Joel, for the game, he was a plus 25 in 36 minutes, 41 seconds um, of action, right? His backups, Paul Reed and Montrez Harrell, was a minus 18 in a combined 11 minutes and and 19 seconds. No, so take that back. They played a 10 they actually played 10 minutes and 22 seconds of action. But then there was another, uh, it was a couple seconds, you know, 57 seconds that he was out of the floor and um, he was off the floor in the fourth. And that was um, PJ Tucker. So when you look at it, you're saying to yourself, like, whoa, they were a minus 14 in 10 minutes and 22 seconds. So to me, that's a problem. Because what's going to happen is, is we know MB, you know, is, is you can't continue to have a guy saying, yo, I need you to play close to 40 minutes a night in order for us to win this ball game, right? That's a tough, that's a tough thing for a guy to do. And I think in order for him to get the proper rest, in order for a lot of things now, they got four days off in between games, but I think you're just going to get a little bit more, you're going to need to get a little bit more or a lot more production from your backup fives. I mean, right now, what I see is Montrez could get buckets. He can do certain things, but he's not a great defender. He tries, but he's not a great defender. And you look at Paul Reed, who's a good defender, but he's making mistakes and he's not shooting the ball well. Let's take Mm -hmm. this a step further. First of all, do you feel like they need to go out there and address this by looking at the free agent market, making a trade. Uh, we can get to the Charles Bassey part, who's playing well for the San Antonio Spurs. And, and if you felt like he could even give you the type of production that you're asking for behind you, LMB, but do you do you feel like they need to address it free agent-wise or via trade? Yeah, I mean, see here, that they're in a dilemma now. Because, yeah, I mean, I think that's something they need to address. I mean, like, they should have kept Charles Bassey. Like, I know, because, like, you know, you gave him up and you got an r- open roster spot. But see, the problem that the Sixers actually have now is they also need a, another ball handler. I mean, as long as James is out, like, you know, that's a struggle, too, if you really want to be real. So it's kind of like, you know, which one is the uh, uh, which one do I need the most? You know, what I mean, like you keep going back and forth. Like, I honestly believe that they do need a center, but they also need a ball handler now. The thing is, you hope that when James comes back, that gets better. So, yeah, I think you may have to address a center. But, you know, at this, as we stand today, you know, you know, I, I like the Anthony Melton, but I think that, you know, when he's in the starting, I think he's better right now coming off the bench oh, for sure. stuff than being a starter. And, and then also, he's also a combo. He's not a pure point guard. Like, he was a power forward in high school. So, you know, it, I don't know, like, that's something that they need, man. They need they, they need a lot. They, they need a lot in those positions. They need a, a ball handler, and they need a, a rim protector who can shoot. And, unfortunately, that was Charles Bassey. Now, again, it's a, a small sample size, but that's what Charles Bassey gives you. Yeah, he did. Now, the question is, would he have been able to do that here? We don't know. They never yeah, gave him the chance man. to do that. They never gave him the chance. We called for it. We thought that they should when that trade went down, Andre Drummond to Brooklyn. 
And all he did was just continue to go out, out and play really well against the G League teams uh, while being a part of the Blue Coat. So uh, I, I don't know. Obviously, trade-wise, we don't know yet who will be available to go out there and acquire a, a backup point guard or even a big, to your point. Looking at the free agent list, haven't done it. The only ones that really stand out are who, who, who can shoot, as you just said, can shoot. DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, is that the type of the guy you're talking about? He doesn't play defense, but he can score. Uh, defensively, Hassan Whiteside doesn't score. He's heavily reliant on other players to get him involved, and he has the offensive rebound. He hasn't. He's never seemed motivated enough to be the guy I want on my team. He can defend the rim, but when they pull him away from the basket, you know, you just open up opportunities down low for guys just a pathway to the rim. So those are just two that I can remember, Keith, off the top of my head, free agent wise, before making a trade. Uh, and it, yeah, it, I haven't really history. given it. I haven't given it much thought. I mean, but my thing is right now, the big issue is when MB goes out the game, it falls completely apart on a defensive end. I mean, these guys are just like one dude. See, I know Charles Bashley is listed as 6'9", just like Joel Embiid is listed as 7 feet. But Joel's 7'2". Yes, Bashley yes. is 6'11", right? So he, they're both, for whatever reason, Bashley was listed. His listing is the same listing it was when he was a freshman in high school. Right? I understand. Yeah, normally when you're 6'6", six, six, they boost you up to 6'8", to make you look better. When you're I, taller yeah. and they shrink you on the on – the, uh, the program, I, I don't understand that. Unless I think MB likes the that. player doesn't want to be listed as seven two. Yeah, and uh, I think MB like likes Kevin Durant. That. Kevin Durant is seven feet tall. He likes to be listed as six eleven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so Charles Bassey's thing is a little yeah, and, and the same with MB. But but it's like you know, I just think that right now they need somebody who can protect the rim. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's certain guys that they can look at and maybe you know get cheap. But you know, I, I think that. You know, that would be the big thing that they need to get now. Well, I, I'm not even going to say now because, like, basically, you want to hold off before you start making moves, right? You want to make sure that you're 100% sure that you don't have anybody on this roster that can do it. When you make that move, it's like, okay, we made it. We're ready to go, Bill. But I think that the fact that if, if Harden wasn't injured, that would take away a lot of the stress from the point guard spot. But okay. right now it's, you know, it, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough because like when we look at these bigs and they're going to go up against Milwaukee and um, it's kind of like, Whoa, what's going to happen now? You know what I mean? What's going to happen? No, and I, I agree with that. Um, I, I guess, I guess when I look at it, it's it's a few more weeks before Harden. If we are to believe there's going to be another, uh, what's that, another few weeks that they're going to have to be able to hold it over. Are you willing to go out there and do something and make a move like that when you don't necessarily have to yet? Um, do you, are, are we looking at also, 10-day contracts, you want to wait until you're able to sign 10-day contracts to maybe take a peek at those players that you're speaking of instead of making a trade yet. So that's – and I don't think you can do that till when? 
uh, like January, is it? Um, I would have to look that one up. I mean, one thing you can do is the one thing you can do is this the two way player that you got that's the big, strong body. You could at least bring him up and give him a shot and put him in there, see what he can do. Michael Foster, yeah. I mean, just see what he can do. I mean, he's 6'9, but he got a wide body. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's you know, he's on a two way, but he's not doing anything. Like, just give him a chance. I mean, I I, kind of think that if, if I can't give. If I, I'm not ready to give him a chance at, as, as a backup five, no. No, what I'm saying is you ain't got to give him a chance as the backup five. What I'm saying is just see what he can do. Like, just see what he can do. Put him in for a little bit late in games. See what the guy can do. Because right now, like, we're talking about, like, I honestly think that when you have a team like this, you have to, you don't just make a move to make a move. You got to make sure it's the right person, right? Yeah. So so now it's like, you know, you don't already, un- unless you're going to waive somebody on a two-way and sign somebody else to a two-way, and then you can see, it's just that, like, how much roster flexibility do you have at this time? You know what I mean? That's the problem. The thing is where I look at Montrez and I look at, and I look at um, B-Ball Paul, they're situational guys. Montrez is a guy that's going to come off the bench and give you buckets. He does that at an elite level. You know, Paul is athletic. He can run the rim. He can get up, run from rim to rim. But right now, it just seems like, and it, it, it seems like the scouting report is, as soon as OMB goes out the game, we can go on a run. Oh, you attack the paint, no question you about attack it. Attack the paint. And and that's what's going on. So, you know, to me, it's like, you know, I don't I, I think that you really can't rush it just because of like you said, James is coming back, right? So you can't rush it, and then you never know who's going to become available later, you know. So 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 that that's the thing. What you do is you monitor things around the league, but if if they struggle against Milwaukee if they struggle they in against some other elite teams, then maybe you got to make that move. Now, the good thing about it is going up against Brooklyn, going up against um, like the Orlando Magic, you know, teams like that that they're about to play, you know, you think you can get away with it, you know, later Orlando's on. Orlando's a big team, though. Yeah, but they're still a young team. Like, you know, they're young, but they've been playing in the league. So Mo Bamba, Mike, uh, 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 Wendell Carter Jr., those guys have played. They're not they, – yeah, they're young, D, but they're experienced young. D, but what I'm talking about is good. I mean, I'm talking about an elite team. Like, is it – like, young – I mean, is this cool? What if you're talking about when Montrez Harrell and Paul Reed come in the game and you talk about them going against those types of players, they can have success against Montrez Harrell and Paul Reed too because they're not just – they're not – they're puppies, but they're not they're not newborn puppies. They're, they, they've been around. They've been around, but they, yeah, they are. Um, but like, I'm, I'm, you know what? You can still, they can get off on them, but the Sixers can still win the game. They I'm should. talking about like that. I don't think like that. It could be like I'm not in nothing against them, nothing against that team. Mm-hmm. But Joel don't doesn't have to play, and they could probably win the game. They like, should. Yes. Yeah. So I'm talking about. Uh. So yeah, the center will get trashed. I'm talking about a team that you saying 
I definitely need to have quality center play to win the game. Not where it's like, all right, we know we're going to give up a lot of points in the paint, but Maxi and Tobias, you know they don't have anybody there to stop you. Go get buckets. You know, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, you, you know what I mean? Like these elite teams. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, stuff like that. But I get what you're saying, but I, I still don't think they're going to stop the Sixers from winning. They you should know, not, no. Nah. No, I mean, because Mo Bamba is inconsistent. The other dude is too. Like, I mean, you know, I, I, I get the analytics part of it and all that, but it's inconsistent. And then you come from a win, a losing culture too. Like, you know, so it's just a little different to me when when you when you say things. All right, like well, that. let's let's see if they see if they address it sooner rather than later. Let's see if they hold off and decide that they don't need to do anything just yet and make a decision. A little bit later, but we'll talk about it a little bit more, Keith, because we do have to address the fact that um, they have a few days off and what this mean, what this might mean for the team with a couple of days off. Uh, good, of course, but how good, how bad, as you talk about, they're going to take on the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday. So Monday through Thursday off in terms of games, they'll have some practices in between. What does this mean for this basketball team? How important is it to have these few days off and get things corrected? Come back. We'll do that. Final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today. Yeah, good football game tonight. They could do that, right, Keith? Yeah, who plays tonight? I don't even know, bro. Who plays tonight? Oh, you got the night off, Philadelphia and Washington. The Washington, what's their name again? <laughs> I still call them the football team because it makes no sense. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that's that's how I decide. But you know, that's one of those games, though. I mean, tonight, like if I'm the Eagles, like I'm gonna have to like stick it to them early because you know it's like when everybody think like this that gimme game, you got to smack them quick. I mean, you got to let them know they can't win because you don't want them to hang around a little bit. Well, that's the thing. That's been their motto all season long. They put it on the teams early. Their issue has been they've been up so much early as they don't score in the second half, and that's been the problem. Now, they've never been really tested in the second half to say, oh, my goodness, they're about to lose this football game. But for the most part, they put it on teams in the beginning, kind of like what we talk about the Sixers, come out there, set a tone early, and make a statement they do that on the football field so it's here tonight in philadelphia uh, it's the monday night game it's going to be a fun one it should be a good one new york won dallas loss in the division i was surprised about that one 31 points they gave up to the green bay packers now look aaron Rodgers is aaron Rodgers, but they've been struggling to score points all season long i know and and the Dallas Cowboys, who have one of the best defenses in the NFL, decide to give up 31, a 31 spot to Aaron Rodgers. He sometimes he don't even look like he want to be out there. And they gave up 31 to him. 
trash. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I'm sorry to all you Dallas Cowboys fans, but we just, don't apologize to them. Yeah, no, don't apologize like, to them. They won't apologize to you. Don't apologize to them uh, uh, for that. Uh, we thank everybody for hanging out with us here at Locked On 76ers. We got to take a little break and talk a little football there. See if the birds can stay undefeated, go 9-0 tonight against Washington. Um, no Carson Wentz, and it will be Taylor Heineke on the center. They play better under Taylor Heineke. Like, yeah, Carson everyone White. does. Y'all on the <laughs> Eagles did. The Colts did. Now, yeah. now the Washington, whatever you call them this month. Yeah. <laughs> All, yeah. Right. All right, man. The team has – Four days off. They had no practice on Monday. I, I'm, I think they get back at it on Tuesday, but no practice on Monday. Mm-hmm. No game until Friday against the Milwaukee Bucks. Keith, is this good for the team right now uh, with all the games that they have played? Is this good for them right now to have this type of time off? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, it, it is. I, I think they do need to practice. Guy, and also, you know, guys like MB, guys like PJ Tucker, um, you know, who who has the the hip thing. Um, DeAnthony Melton dealing with a bad back, you know, um, you know, guys like that, you know, rest up a little bit, you know, because it's going to get busy again. Like, that's the thing. You get like a little four, three day break or or three days that you could practice. And, and then, you know, you can reinvent yourself or work on some things, so to speak. So, yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, especially, you know, we're talking about the center position and, and you got a guy uh, and Paul Reed who's struggling a little bit. You know, just get in the gym, do some things, work on some things, build some confidence and, and, and come out. Because you know what? You, you're going to need a couple of days to to basically prepare for Milwaukee for what they're going to bring in. So, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I also do. I agree with you. I think it's a good time to have a little bit of a break. They've played these now, what, 14 games at seven and seven. They need to clean things up, as you talked about. Wow. And beat was tremendous. Uh, they weren't perfect on Sunday in their victory. And there are some things that they can look back on film, the coaches and sit down with the players and, and go through those things. Maybe a guy just needs to reset who may be struggling right now to shoot the basketball, to find his way. As you talked about Paul Reed, maybe, you know, maybe just a, a kind of a take a step back and then get right back at it. Uh, will help someone like him out and even Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris in the starting lineup to make them feel a little bit better about themselves. Furkan Korkmaz gave him good minutes on Saturday before his injury, and they could have used him last night for a little bit of the ball handling and maybe even some outside shooting there. He's a guy who can create. If he doesn't create for others, which very rarely does he do that in, in passing the basketball, but he can create shots for himself. And he has good size to him at 6'7", to, to shoot over some of those smaller defenders when he does get in there into the paint. He's a confident player in that way. So maybe – that Saturday would have been a, a a springboard for him against Utah. Maybe going forward, he gets pushed back because of the knee injury. So this time off, I agree with you health-wise and, and just a simple reset as a player to kind of look at some things and, and try to correct those as they get back on the floor because Milwaukee already beat them. It was a close game, and, and James Harden played in that game. He's not playing in this one. How will they perform against – this Milwaukee team without Harden now on this upcoming Friday back here in Philadelphia. So Keith, um, I agree with you on that one. Great stuff, man. As always, we have to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen for your next. Check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, 
and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you tell everybody where they can find us this week? Uh, just to let you know, I am off Monday and Tuesday on the radio side. So I have a little downtime here. So you lucky you. So why are you off, bro? You went <laughs> on vacation? Lucky no, you. No, no just the scheduling thing with um, Flyers play on Tuesday. And they play a little bit later than usual. So I would only be on for like 45 minutes. So off on that night. And then Monday night, we have our post-game show for the Eagles. So I won't be on the post-game show. So off tonight, man. So I get to sit back, watch the game, uh, watch some um, West Coast basketball that I have a keen interest in. <laughs> they, they they get back on the floor tonight. So Who they play tonight? Miami. Oh, okay. Are they in Miami or back in Miami? Yeah, it was a four game road trip, four game road trip. So, um, an opportunity to, um, they had the weekend off after playing Orlando to to what we just talked about on Friday. Orlando stung them on on Friday. That's why you're hyping up the magic. (laughs) No, no, not at all. (laughs) Let them know where they can find us, though, man. Yo, y'all. Y'all can find us wherever you can get any other podcasts at, and you can find us on YouTube. But when you go to our YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell so you become a subscriber. But the thing about it is D's off today and he's off tomorrow. But starting on Wednesdays, you got to go and listen to the Divine Giving Show. It typically runs from 6 to 10 p.m on weeknights but then there's certain times where he does extra stuff like pre-game and post-game shows so he's on longer right but typically you get on monday through friday on 97.5 fm a divine giving show from 6 to 10. you can read my articles and and, in the philadelphia inquire inquire inquire.com and you can also follow me on twitter at pompey on sixers and you can definitely and i suggest you do it Follow my man D at Divine G975 on Twitter. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you as always. Good, uh, good week for us. Good start to the week for us. Only two games on the weekday schedule of uh, Sunday. Well, actually, just Friday, honestly. So if you want to include Sunday as the start of the week, then they have a game to your point, Keith, um, the, on Saturday also. So another back to back for them. Uh, both at home and then next week, the big one next Tuesday, the Brooklyn Nets come to town. So five game homestand, the two games in the books after Saturday and Sunday and looking to get themselves back on track, not only overall, but also winning at home and protecting their home floor, which has been a problem. Keith, thanks, man, as always. Um, we'll, of course, make sure we check you out at inquire.com to read your stories, even on the off days. They have practice, so there'll be things Keith is writing about. So make sure you check out inquire.com to find out what Keith has in store for us all. Keith, talk to you uh, tomorrow, more, tomorrow, man. All right, bro. Talk to you tomorrow. And thank you all for listening. No doubt. Thank you.